Hey guys, welcome to Cheap Shot. I'm your host, Hunter Bowden. Um, I will probably have some co-hosts, definitely some guests in the near future. Um, I've just got to get some things sorted out on timing with certain people and everything else. Um, so anyway, the main, the main topic we're going to have for this podcast is going to be centered around sports. Uh, now during the offseason, I'm a big football guy, so during the offseason, uh, we may cover a little bit of different kinds of sports, variations and everything. Um, during that time, uh, but the topics will tend to range from anything. I take I, I usually go to uh, social media and see what you guys want to hear, um, what you would like me to talk about, who you would like me to have on, things like that. Uh, so I'm just starting this. This will be my first episode that you guys are hearing, and I am recording this at 10:35 Monday night after the Titans have just beaten. The Buffalo Bills, 34-31. Okay, so I'm a huge Titans fan. Huge Titans fan. And for us, this was a big deal. Um, coming in this game, we're 3-2. and two. I mean, we literally lost to the Jets. I cannot tell you how awful that is coming out of my mouth. Um, but, you know, the boys bounce back the week after and beat Jacksonville. Uh, the Buffalo Bills coming in 4-1, and one, one of the best teams in the NFL, in my opinion, if not the best. Uh, they're riding high. They had just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they blew them out. So they're riding into Nissan Stadium on a high horse, and we're still trying to get our bearings and get everything worked out like we want it. And tonight, I I mean, our defense is suspect. Don't get me wrong. Our defense is very suspect. It's always been suspect. It's always going to be suspect unless we have some major changes. But the offense and the way that it answered time after time after time absolutely blew my mind. I mean, Tannehill, you know, Tannehill's been kind of average this year, maybe a little below average, below what we're expecting. Um, but at the end of the day, he's getting the job done. And obviously, you know, you have Derrick Henry, the absolute unit in the backfield, uh, just absolutely killing folks. If you'll notice in the first half, besides that long run, Derrick Henry, they use him to, to you know, beat down the defenders and beat down the DVs and linebackers, the whole defense in the first half. And the second half is where he does his work. But tonight, the guy was consistent from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. And I know I ragged the defense a little bit, but, I mean, rightfully so. I think everybody has the right to. But, obviously, you watch the game, you watch the highlights, you saw that the defense made that final stand. They did a great job. Now, they let them get into you know, they let them get into the red zone. They let them get within the five. But on that fourth and goal, they showed up and they showed out. Um, I think that is the loudest that I've heard Nissan Stadium. Not even being there, I think that's the loudest that I've heard them in a very long time. So I'm proud of the boys for getting it done. Um, but obviously our defense is very suspect, and we have a lot of things to work on on that side. But nonetheless, um, it was a great game on both sides of the ball. The Buffalo Bills are a great team. Um, I actually needed, I was down 151 to 105 in my fantasy league, and I had A.J. Brown and Josh Allen left to play. And if Josh Allen would have gotten three more points, I would have came back and won. Now, I, I'm extremely excited that um, Josh Allen did not score that last touchdown, not get that last first down to see, you know, who knows what happens at that point. Now, A.J. Brown, I would have killed for a couple more catches, a couple more yards. 
But nonetheless, I'm just excited that my Titans got it done. So, you know, I as a as a Titans fan, I've I've been through the era of, you know, two and fourteen, three and thirteen, and it's it's not fun. It's not fun. It was fun just to be nine and seven a couple years ago and head to the AFC championship game. Um, you know, last year we got put out pretty early against the Ravens. Uh, again, a great football team led by Lamar Jackson. This year, it, it feels different. It, it The defense, you know, like I, like I said, and I'll repeat myself, it, it's suspect. It is. It's very suspect. But the offense, if it can continue to roll the way that it did and the defense starts to figure things out and get into position like they should be pre-snap, I think we'll be just fine. Now, also another point, injuries plagued us bad. You know, um, Taylor Lewan went down pretty early. Um, let's see, our backup, uh, Chris Jackson, went down pretty early. Um, you know, Christian Fulton didn't play tonight. Caleb Farley got hurt and ended up coming out. That's why Chris Jackson had to replace uh, Caleb Farley, and Chris Jackson ended up getting hurt. That's, that's just things that are going to happen. Um, you've got to bounce back. Uh, I know that Julio came out late with a hamstring injury. I'm hoping that's nothing too serious. It's just, um, you know, it's still bothering him a little bit from the last time he re-injured it. I hope he didn't, you know, aggravate it to a point to where he's, he'll be out multiple weeks again. Because I, I honestly don't know that we can afford that because not everybody can um, not everybody can shut down Derrick Henry, but when you run into the right team, they will shut him down. And when you've only got A.J. Brown and Michael Pruitt and Anthony Perkser to throw to, um, it doesn't make for a great situation. Our offensive line looked a lot better tonight. I will say that. Our offensive line looked, um, I won't say great, I will say better. Our offensive line looked better. And Lamb, when Lamb came in and took up for Taylor, um, I was very pleased with that for the most part. He had some key blocks running to the left. I know that that's their thing is run left. Uh, Taylor and Roger Saffold, I know that they they have that whole ordeal on, uh, you know, busting with the boys and everything. And I know their thing is run left. And Lamb definitely helped with that tonight when Taylor had to go out. But anyway, I don't want to get too much into it. I have a few other things that I do want to go over with you guys, um, a few more talking points that I do want to talk about. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm very – I'm pleased with tonight. I'm obviously not satisfied with it, but I am pleased with it. Um, you know, I I don't I don't know. The only thing I could really ask for is defense and coverage and pre-snap, knowing where you need to be, knowing your alignment. Pre-snap alignment is huge, especially in the NFL. So I know at any level of football, but especially in the NFL, because I mean those guys on the offense side of the ball, they see you're not lined up, they're going to attack you. They are absolutely going to attack it. They have calls for everything. So I would like to see our pre-snap alignment get a little bit better, and I would like to see our I would like to see our close our man coverage and our our cover two a little bit better. I know that Janoris Jenkins blew a uh, a cover three and left Cole Beasley wide open uh, right before half, and you know that's just things that you can't have. Um, you've got to know that you you've got you've got a guy right next to you that's also running a deep third with you and that he's going to do his job, and you've got to do yours. Um, that's just stuff that you can't do. I mean, you can't leave guys wide open like that. But nonetheless, it was a great win, and I'm excited for the Tennessee Titans. I'm excited to see where this year goes. 
Uh, we're now four and two. We have the same record as the Bills now. And I believe we have the Chiefs next week, if I'm not mistaken. And I know the Chiefs aren't on top of the world like they usually are, but I mean, it's the Chiefs. Like, you can't, you cannot sleep on the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, you just, you can't, you can't sleep on those guys. I, I'm pretty sure they added Josh Gordon a couple weeks ago, too, and you cannot sleep on these guys. Um, let me see here. I believe we're playing the Chiefs, but I don't know for certain. Yes, we are playing the Chiefs next week. Um, so that's going to be a big one. Uh, and then two to three weeks from then, November 14th, uh, they play the Saints. And I'm mentioning that because I am actually going to Nashville for that game for kind of, you know, a birthday weekend, and it's going to be a great time. I'm very excited to see the guys play in person for my – it'll be my first time ever. Um, I'm glad that I'm getting to experience that. That was definitely a bucket list thing, so I'm very excited for that. So to kind of stay in the state of Tennessee, I do want to talk about the Tennessee Ole Miss game this weekend. Um, first of all, great game. It did look like in the early running, Ole Miss was going to run away with it. Obviously, uh, that tend not to be the case, but I do hate the way that it ended. Um, you know, it was going to be a, you know, a great game. Uh, either way that it ended up, I didn't have a dog in the fight. I just, I just loved watching that competition. But when your team has three timeouts left, and have a they have a chance to get the ball back with 40, 30, 35 to 40 seconds left and a short field to work with, why kill their momentum? Why start littering your own field that you claim to be so proud of? That's what bothers me. I you know, just watching it just it just frustrated me because you've got a great game that people are going to remember and people are going to talk about for the next two to three weeks either way just because of how competitive it was. And your team still has a chance to win at your own home stadium and you want to go and and start throwing trash on it, throwing things at other other ball players that are uh, on the Ole Miss sideline. You want to start throwing things at your own cheerleaders and the Ole Miss cheerleaders. I mean, the band had to leave the stadium. I mean, it got that bad. I, I, I personally would be ashamed to be a Tennessee fan after, after that kind of showing that you guys showed. Now, my opinion might not mean much, but my opinion is, it, it's it's inexcusable. That I mean, there I saw that you know the university got fined. I think it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Which, you know, at the end of the day, is probably pocket change for the University of Tennessee. But I, I am proud of the SEC for doing something and there being some kind of repercussions. I mean, when when those athletes are getting pelted with water bottles, beer bottles, uh, or beer cans, excuse me, um, golf balls, mustard bottles, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. You, you, you've got 45 seconds left in the game, and you delay it an extra 30 minutes because of your childish behavior and you can't handle losing. Look, Tennessee, I understand you haven't been very good and you're working your way back into it, but that's not what winners do, in my opinion. It's not what winners do. It's not a class act. 
it's just not it's not a class act it's not a good look on your part it's not a good look on the university's part I personally I I was trying to like Tennessee fans at one point but I just can't now Tennessee Titans completely different I'm talking Tennessee volunteers okay they want to rub everything in your face they want to throw everything in your face okay and I'll say it now I'm I'm a Bama fan but to be honest with you I'm more of a football fan than anything I love to sit down on Saturdays and Sundays and just examine and watch and listen and learn all kinds of things from every different team. But if I had to pick one, I'm Bama, okay? I mean, I'm from Alabama. Um, it's how I was raised. That's just how it is. So to sit there and watch what you Tennessee fans did to your own stadium, I mean, it, it, it was very dumbfounding. I just don't understand how you can sit there and throw things at student athletes, your own your own student athletes, uh, your own cheerleaders. I just I don't understand where the thought process was and who decided, hey guys, let's start throwing things. Our team has forty five seconds left, three timeouts. We have a chance to run down the field and score. Let's just start throwing things because we're mad that uh, you know calls aren't going our way. Guess what, guys? When you win, calls don't go your way. Okay? When you win, calls aren't going to go your way. You've got to understand that. If you want to be a good winner, you've got to be a good loser, too. I know that's old and cliche, but it's there's so much truth in that. If you're going to be a good to be a good winner, you have to be a good loser. That's what I think separates, you know, Tennessee from, you know, Ole Miss, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky. You've got to you've got to know how to win and lose. You can't be riding high when you're winning and then literally, quote, trash your own field because a call didn't go your way or or the game's not going your way. That's not how it works. It's not how it works at all. Okay, so I just want to get that off my chest. I just don't understand how you can sit there and trash your own field but turn around and say how much you love the you know the Tennessee volunteers and everything else. I get your frustration with refs and bad calls, okay? I'm a I'm a I'm a football coach too. I understand it. It aggravates me. But even I have to take a step back and be like, okay, look, calls aren't gonna go your way. I don't get paid to be a referee. I don't get paid to wear the stripes, okay? So, anyway, with with that, with you know, I, I I'm over that. I I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It really, it really just left me dumbfounded. I mean, but anyway. So, like I was saying, I'm I was raised a Bama fan. Um. Uh, yeah, I was raised a Bama fan. I'm a huge Crimson Tide fan. Like I said, I'm kind of leaning back into just being a football fan. Like I said, I like watching it. You know, every once in a while, it gets a little boring to watch an Alabama game. I'll be real honest with you. I mean, blowout after blowout or blowout. I mean, the Texas A&M game was fun. It would have been a lot better if we if we won. You know, everybody loses. Everybody's got to lose eventually. It happens. But I think this weekend they did get back on track. Their defense looked okay. Um, their offense, you know, we we decided to run it inside um, the five-yard line 
and guess what? We scored. Shocker. Um, so congrats, uh, Bill O'Brien. I don't know if Nick Saban had, you know, a little come to Jesus with you or what you guys had to do to figure out running it inside the five um, instead of throwing it three times in a row and then kicking a field goal. I don't know why or who thought that was a good idea the week before, but I'm glad you guys figured it out. Um, the defensive side, you know, Jordan Battle, um, Jordan Battle looked okay. Uh, Will Anderson, Will Anderson uh, did his thing. Will Anderson's always going to do his thing, okay? Um, I know I'm probably going to butcher his name, but uh, Henry Toto, uh, the kid can ball. Uh, he did not impress me. I will say he did not impress me early on in the season. I didn't hear his name a whole lot. I didn't see him a whole lot, but just because I'm not hearing his name call doesn't mean he's, do he's not doing his job. Um, you know, you don't always get put in the spotlight and still do your job. Uh, I think we can all relate to that in some way or another. Um, but he did impress me the other night. He was filling gaps. He was making tackles. Um, they just played – Alabama played with a lot more juice against Mississippi State this past weekend. Um, I don't know. It the, I, it seemed like they quieted the Cowbells pretty early. Um, Bryce Young, you know, Bryce Young went out and did his thing. Uh, I, I do wish – it bothers me that, that he, doesn't, he doesn't run – you know, he looks for that play downfield, which is great. I mean, it's great to be able to run and look downfield at the same time, but sometimes I wish he would just tuck the ball and, and get upfield and get what you can because he tries to force things. He tries to squeeze things. One thing leads to another. You've got to pick, and momentum is killed, you know. But again, I don't know everything. Um, I don't know what they're teaching him. I don't know if that's something they're teaching him. But um, I will say I would like that more. I would like to see him run down, tuck the ball and run downfield more instead of trying to force things so much. But all in all, I think Bama got back on track. Uh, they did what they usually do. You know, they lose, and then they come back and blow the next six teams out. Um, I do expect to see them in the college football playoff. They – we'll get to that in a little while. Uh, I'll talk about that later. But I do expect them to see them – I do expect to see them in the college football playoff one way or another. Um, so staying in the SEC, I want to hit on Georgia and Kentucky for a second. You know – they, they, a lot of people are saying that Kentucky got a trash touchdown. Um, I don't know if I call it a trash time touchdown. It was against Georgia's 1D, so I don't know if I'd call that a trash touchdown. I'm not sure that that's how that works, in my opinion. Um, but I believe the final score was 34-13, to 13, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, I, I don't think that Georgia – is a world beater in my opinion um i think there's a few teams left on their schedule that could definitely beat them i think kentucky should have gave them a better run for their money than they did this past weekend uh, i was expecting a little bit more out of kentucky it was 30 to 13 excuse me sorry um yeah i i was just expecting a little bit more out of kentucky's defense honestly not so much their offense i knew their offense wasn't going to be very explosive but I did expect a lot more out of their defense. I mean, your offense can only do so much when it's playing against, you know, definitely, definitely the number one defense in the nation in Georgia. Now, Georgia still has Florida, Missouri, Tennessee. They play Charleston Southern and then Georgia Tech. So, really, the only team that I see giving them any kind of competition for the SEC championship game would have to be Florida. Um, Missouri. I'm not real sure who let them in the SEC. I'm not sure who thought that was a great idea. 
Um, but uh, I would not have voted for Missouri to be in the SEC. That's just my opinion. Uh, Georgia does play Tennessee as well um, after Missouri. And honestly, Tennessee's Tennessee season and their competitiveness is all going to depend on what happens um, this weekend against Alabama. If they go into Bryant-Denny and they get blown out, I don't see their season. I see them making a bowl game. Um, I do not see them going anything farther than that if they get blown out um, in Bryant-Denny. I don't see them being hyped up enough to beat uh, number one Georgia. So Georgia will go into the postseason. <coughs> excuse me. Georgia will go into the postseason um, ranked number one, um, you know, prior to the SEC championship game. Um, so moving on to, you know, another top team in college football, Cincinnati. Uh, you know, I believe the coach's name is uh, Luke Fickle. Um, he has done a, an outstanding job at Cincinnati, in my opinion. Um, I believe a lot of people can agree with me on that. Um, you know, Cincinnati, I have on here, you know, Cincinnati kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I'm not sure how many people expected them to be where they are right now. Um, but to me, it's very impressive. I did get to watch them play, I believe it was Houston, um, a couple weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago. No, it was Temple, excuse me. It was Temple. I got to see them play Temple, absolutely destroyed Temple. And then they came back and absolutely destroyed a Gus Malzahn-led UCF team. Um, they're currently number two in the nation in the AP, which is, again, I, I have them on here as, like, out of nowhere. I don't I don't know where they came from. Um, I know I just know that – I don't know a whole lot about them. I know their offense is very dominant. Their defense can be suspect at times, um, beating Indiana 38-24. to 24. So it can be a little suspect at times. You know, they, they did beat Notre Dame now. I will give them that. They beat Notre Dame um, by eight. And then they come back, they dominate Temple and UCF. Now they've got Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, SMU, and Easter, or East Carolina. The only team that I see even giving them a shot um, or run for their money is SMU. And even then, I see Cincinnati winning out. Um, going into the college football playoff, I believe that Georgia and Alabama will meet in the SEC title game. Um, all bias aside, I try to be as unbiased as possible, guys. All bias aside, I see Georgia and Alabama playing in the SEC title game. I see Georgia beating Alabama in the SEC title game. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a very good ball game. But I see Georgia squeaking it out, staying at number one. Alabama will probably drop to... Uh, it's hard to say. I, where I'm going with this is that I have um, Alabama um, playing Cincinnati in the first round of the playoffs. That's that's essentially where this is going. Now, the AP has the top four as Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and Alabama in that order. I'm just going to call it now. Oklahoma will not be in the college football playoff this year. Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy are going to trounce them when they meet. I'm a big Mike Gundy believer, and I fully believe 
that Oklahoma State is going to roll in undefeated, riding high. Oklahoma will also be undefeated, riding high. It's going to be a battle for the ages, a shootout nonetheless, and Oklahoma State is going to take care of business. Now, Michigan, Michigan is at six. Ohio State is at five. I believe the winner of that game will get a shot at the college football playoff. Whether it's Ohio State or Michigan, I couldn't tell you. Um, Ohio State has one loss. Michigan has none. They're 6-0 and currently. I think they had a bye week this week. Um, but I don't – I'm not sure of Michigan's schedule. Um, from everything that I've understood, they haven't really played much of any competition this year. But, I mean, hey, the, the guys are 6-0 and for a reason, so they're obviously doing something right. Um, I believe uh, Michigan will either – I think a big game for them is going to be Michigan State. Um, obviously, it's an in-state rival. I think that's going to be a huge one determining their season, uh, the rest of their season, how it's going to play out. I believe they play in just a few weeks. Um, so, realistically, the four that I believe – or the, the few teams that I believe have a running at the college football playoff is Georgia, Cincinnati – Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and there's a scenario where Oklahoma State, um, you know, just absolutely comes out of nowhere. Now, these are all my opinions. You guys are <laughs> totally able to disagree with me. Um, you know, these are just things that, I, that rattle off my head that I'm just thinking about. Um, you know, Oklahoma State is not a crazy scenario. I mean... You know, Ohio State would have to lose. Michigan would have to lose a killer. I'm just telling you now, if Michigan State... So Michigan State is currently ranked ninth. Oklahoma State is eighth. If Michigan State can beat Michigan and Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, I, sh I strongly believe that Oklahoma State jumps over Penn State and goes into the four spot going into the college football playoff. I believe Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship goes to three. Cincinnati stays at two. Georgia and Oklahoma State play each other for the first round. And Alabama and Cincinnati play each other for the, uh, for the first round. And I truly, truly believe my pick is Georgia-Alabama National Championship. And I believe it's another one for the ages, kind of like second and twenty-six. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't think you beat Nick Saban twice in a season. Um, Georgia is completely liable to prove me wrong, and I hope they do to some extent because it would be it'd just be awesome to see something different, you know? But, yeah, I've got Cincinnati at 2, Alabama at 3, uh, Georgia at 1, and Oklahoma State at 4. That is That is probably my top scenario right now. Now, a lot of things would have to happen for that to occur. But it's not out of the question. Definitely not out of the question. Now, one thing that is out of the question is absolutely um, Iowa. I fully believe, and I think everybody can agree with me, that Iowa's out of the hunt after that disgusting performance they called a football game. I was never really big on um, 
I was never really big on Iowa to begin with. I think they were put in there prematurely. You know, they had that one big win against, uh, they had a big win against Penn State, but earlier in the year they had one against the Cyclones in Iowa State. But besides that, they weren't very impressive. And now they've lost to, they lost to a, I believe it was a three and two Purdue team. I mean, that's just, that's something that, you know, I really don't think you can bounce back from. Now, granted, Purdue always plays spoiler to Ohio State, Iowa, um, you know, teams like that. But I just really don't think that there's any bouncing back from that. Uh, they have fell all the way from 2 to 11, um, rightfully, as they should have. Um, now, you can you can debate with me and say, okay, tell me how Iowa falls. Um nine spots after losing to a three and two Purdue team and then tell me how Alabama drops three spots after losing to a three and two Texas A&M team I've got news for you the SEC is very dominant that that's just that's just how it is the SEC is very dominant um so you can't compare a Purdue team to a Texas A&M team with the same record. Because 9 out of 10 times, Texas A&M, uh, you know what, I'll even get to you, 10 out of 10 times, Texas A&M has beaten that 3-2 and two Purdue team by a lot, by a lot. And on top of all that, Iowa's quarterback threw four interceptions. I get one, of the, one, maybe two of them were garbage time. But, in my opinion... Um, you you don't bounce back from something like that. I mean, it was just an ugly day. I believe the only touchdown was a rushing touchdown. Um, I know, I believe I saw that that Purdue receiver had like, I think it was 11 receptions for 200-something yards and four TDs. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Maybe it was three. It might have been three TDs because they only scored 24. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. I mean, an absolutely crazy day. Um for that receiver at Purdue. I believe they're in the top 25 now. Yep, they are. They are. Uh, also, just to go off on a tangent real quick, how about Clemson being out of the top 25? I think we can all be happy about that, right? Right? I think we can all be happy about that. Yeah. So, look, college football fans, there's one thing to celebrate. It's that you definitely don't have to see Clemson and Dabo Sweeney's stupid TikTok dances in this year's college football playoff. So that's a win in and of itself. Um, also, just want to throw out there that Arkansas was kind of a letdown. I had them beating Georgia, and we all saw how that went. But I'm not going to harp on it. It just kind of ruined my pick but we're not going to harp on it. So let's see. Let's hop back into the SEC and talk about LSU and Florida um, and how Ed Ogeron... Thank God is about to be jobless. Sorry, that was kind of hard. But he's about to be jobless, and we don't have to hear him try to talk English for a very long time, in my opinion. I don't think that Ed Ogeron is going to be picked up by anybody for a very long time, um, unless desperation kind of jumps in at a team and they just need somebody that they believe, you know, Ed is the guy. Got news for him. Ed is not the guy. Ed had crazy talent in 2019, and 
That's what put him on top. But, again, Florida was a letdown. They ruined my college pick'em this week. Um, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of that game. Uh, but from the highlights that I saw, it was a back-and-forth battle. There was no defense. It was not your typical SEC game. It kind of looked like a Big Ten game, to be honest with you. No defense. Uh, just kind of running around, doing what we want. Um, you can't guard me. I'm going to throw verts and posts down the field on you all day because you're going to continue to run man coverage, and you can't stop me. That's just how it was. It went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, if anything shows you, I know LSU won this 49-42, to but if anything shows you how bad their defense was, it was that Hail Mary that Florida threw, and old buddy tried to intercept it instead of just knock the ball down. Not sure what he was thinking there, but he wasn't thinking about football. There's no way. He was, maybe he was, but he was thinking about himself. Instead of trying to make the team play, wanted to make the play for himself. But hey, they won the game. So be it. LSU, congratulations. You won a game, and you have gotten out of Ed Ogeron's um, dungeon, per se. So congratulations. So let's see. I've already talked about the Titans. Fantasy football. Fantasy football. I didn't harp on that long enough. I'm going to harp on it. So... Yes, it did not start out great. Um, actually, it did start out great. On Thursday night football, Leonard Fournette puts up 30 points. It's my running back one. I'm like, all right, great. You know, because Christian McCaffrey's hurt, and so I have no other choice but Leonard Fournette and Chuba Hubbard. So, you can see where I'm at currently. You can guess how great I'm doing. I'm average. After this week, I'll be 3-3. Three and three. Back to 500, just like I'm 0-0, okay? Next week, we're going to come out guns blazing. But this week, dear God, my team, just, I mean, I'm I'm talking about crapped the bed. Josh Allen, you know, did his thing, 28 points. That's fine. Leonard Fournette with 30. Chuba Hubbard put up 13 and a half. If it doesn't get worse than that, Robert Woods puts up 11. DJ Moore puts up 10.9. Mark Andrews puts up 17. It's pretty solid for a tight end. A.J. Brown puts up 16 tonight. I needed three points to win. I was down 47 when the game started tonight, and I needed three. A.J. Brown, if he would have caught three more passes because we're in a PPR league, I would have won. (coughs) Excuse me. But, I digress. Um, I had Dallas defense. You know they're going to give up a bunch of points, but they also get turnovers. They had a touchdown and interception, fumble recovery. They allowed 29 points. They had a block. Uh, Ended up putting up 13 points for me. Not bad. Not bad. Matt Gay. um, Matt Gay put up eight for me. Here's where it hurts. I played A.J. Brown because I'm a Titans fan, and I couldn't get out of my own way. And Jalen Waddle goes and puts up 29. 29. The dude has not put up numbers semi-close to that all season. And today, out of all days, I mean Sunday, out of all Sundays, puts up 
29. Can't make this stuff up. Can't make it up, guys. Cannot make it up. Um, now my bench is atrocious. We're not even going to talk about that. On the bright side, Debo Samuel did have a bye week, and I still put up 149. So I can't really complain. So in the league, I am currently 3-3. Three and three. Um, I will be third in my division. Um, so things are just not looking real up for me right now. But again, we're positive. Boys, we're positive. We're, st we're staying up. We're going to continue to fight. We're not giving up. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and transition to the college pick'em since I'm already on the app here. Kind of our, well, really our, you know, games to watch, predictions, everything else, and then I'll wrap this thing up. So this week for the college pick'em, we've got Wake Forest playing Army. We've got Nevada and Fresno State, Clemson and Pitt. San Diego State and Air Force, Oregon and UCLA, Oklahoma State and Iowa State, NC State and Miami, uh, USC and Notre Dame, Cincinnati and Navy, and Ohio State and Indiana. So it's confidence-based. So uh, I have Wake Forest and Army as my one-point game. Um, I feel like that's going to be a close one, so I have it as my one-point game. And then my 10-point game is Ohio State and Indiana. So... If Ohio State wins, I get 10 points towards my total for the year. If they lose, I just don't get the points. So starting at the top, uh, I've got Ohio State beating Indiana um, as my 10-point game. My 9-point game, I've got Cincinnati over Navy. Uh, my 8 is Notre Dame over USC. My 7 is NC State over Miami. My 6 is Oklahoma State over Iowa State. My 5 is Oregon over UCLA. My four is San Diego State over Air Force. My three is Pittsburgh over Clemson. My two is Fresno State over Nevada. And my one is Wake Forest over Army. It's kind of a trash week for college pick'em, I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, all of the all of the uh military um teams are on here this week, which I find kind of crazy, but um yeah, it's a weird week for college pick'em. Uh, I do have Pitt over Clemson, which I'll probably pay for that one later. But I, you know, I'm I'm gonna put my faith in 23 ranked Pitt. So let's see games to watch this week. I'm gonna go with LSU and Ole Miss is probably gonna end up being a good one. Um, Alabama and Tennessee, I would definitely put that. Um, I would definitely highlight that game. Uh, let's see. See, just the games aren't that good this week. Oklahoma State and Iowa State, I would definitely highlight that one. I definitely think that's one to watch. Um, you know, I think Mike Gundy's team is going to go out there and do their thing, but I believe the Cyclones give them a little bit of trouble. And who else do we have this week? It's nobody really, you know, really. Maybe Notre Dame and USC. USC, if they show up to play, they'll beat Notre Dame, but you just don't ever know with USC. Again, they're th they're three and three. I mean, they're doing just as good as my fantasy team is. It's just like my fantasy team. Sometimes they show up, and sometimes I don't even know if I have a team. So I mean, it may be one to watch. Um, Texas A&M and South Carolina. Bless South Carolina's heart. I. Oh man. I mean, 
I had high hopes for them coming in the season, but I should have known better. West Virginia and TCU may be an absolute shootout, and you may want to tune in. Um, ESPNU at 6.30. I know there's probably better games on at 6.30, um, but that's going to be – that'll probably be a giant shootout. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think Ohio State handles Indiana pretty well. Um, NC State definitely handled Miami. Alabama's gonna Alabama's game is gonna go two ways. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you now. Alabama is either absolutely going to destroy Tennessee, or Tennessee is gonna gonna hang around. Alabama's gonna let them hang around by making dumb mistakes and give them hope. Now I think Alabama still pulls it out either way. But if Alabama messes around, it's it's it could get it could get it could get murky. There could be some murky water there for a little while. I think Ole Miss and LSU is going to be a shootout, kind of like LSU and Florida um, this past week. Michigan and Northwestern. There's a lot of people hyping that one up. Um, you know, I I have seen a little bit of Northwestern this year, and I feel like they're kind of on that you know USC train as in. They fit in that category with USC. Is You just don't know if they're going to show up or not. When they show up, they fight. And they've got a bunch of grit about them. But when they don't, you don't even know if they touch the field or not that day. I'm not even going to say Oklahoma and Kansas because I just know how that one's going to go. And it's probably not going to go very well. Every time I see that matchup, all I think about is Baker Mayfield, you know, um, Kansas not shaking Baker's hand and then Baker dropping like a 60 bomb on him. That was probably the best game I've ever seen in my life. So, with that, um, oh, also, sorry, um, Coastal Carolina and App State, they play tomorrow. No, Wednesday, excuse me. They play Wednesday. I definitely, definitely will be tuning in. I am a huge Coastal Carolina fan. Call me a bandwagon, call me what you will. Huge fan. Huge Coastal Carolina fan. I like what they have going over there. Um, and I just know that's going to be a good matchup either way. I think Coastal Carolina – actually, I think Coastal Carolina runs away with it, to be honest with you. I like the offense they run. Their offense, they run it to a dang T. They can go from spread to speed option to triple option within a matter of minutes, and the defense is scrambling. They have no idea what's happening. And on the defense side of the ball, they've got dudes – that will hit you in the next week and not think twice about it. I mean, you've got dudes laying your life on they've got they have dudes laying their lives on the line out there every Saturday, or in this case Wednesday. So uh big respect to Coastal Carolina, especially being ranked fourteen. Uh you know, it was a big deal. They were ranked last year, but kind of a COVID year, so you didn't really know what they were gonna do this year. But the mullets have impressed. So I'm definitely a fan. I'm definitely watching. So we've got our predictions. We've got some games to watch. Um, the only thing left here is sign off with you guys. Um, I believe this has gone pretty smoothly. Like I said, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to advertise this the best I can and try to, you know, bring you guys, you know, weekly uploads. I don't. It won't be daily. I'm busy. Um, if I don't have work, I have school. Um, and if I don't have school, I have work and football on top of that. Um, so anyway, um, to anybody that's listening, 
thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, like I said, it'll try to be weekly uploads. Maybe every Monday. I kind of like doing it on Mondays. Um, you know, it's the start of the week. You guys that do listen, you guys will listen, you know, the start of the week. And maybe I can give you something to look forward to. I don't know. Maybe you hate hearing me talk. That's fine, too. Um, But anyway, guys, yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, I know I sure did. And I'm hoping that you guys will give me a listen um, next episode, too. So thank you guys so much. And I will see you next time.